0: ¡Gracias! Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Well, <laughs> I was getting ready to finally go to bed around 5 o'clock in the morning, around 5.15, when all of a sudden at 5.17, we were struck by a, at first recorded was a 7.7 earthquake earthquake. Later, that was downgraded to 7.5. We had two earthquakes within one minute of each other, both 7. Well, at first they said 7.6 and 7.7, but then they downgraded both to a 7.5, and now many hours later, they have well, 14 hours later. They have now downgraded the two earthquakes to one earthquake. And they called it a 7.5. And 20 minutes later, when I finally was recovered from that, all that shaking and moving around in my building and scared to death, the rest of the building is going to collapse on me. 20 minutes had gone by and I thought, okay, I'm going to try to sleep, don't know if it's possible, not after that. Boom, 5.5 earthquake hits (laughs) from the other direction. I think it's the same tectonic plate. What do you guys think? It's got to be, it's got to be. But it was exciting. (laughs) I finally did get to bed and I woke up at a pretty decent hour, actually around noon, which, you know, that's good. Okay, all right. Me and Marilyn Monroe, I'm in good company. Gain up at noon. (laughs) God rest her soul. Anyway, um, the other announcement I have is uh, we are still being bombarded by the Schumann Resonance. Three times it spiked well over 40 hertz yesterday. They call it the three times three 40 hertz at one of the Schumann residence sites that I visit um, out of Italy. That's what they said. It was like a three times three trifecta or something they called it. I don't want to try and triune. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so the earthquake and then that. And yesterday morning, Jesse Smollett got arrested for faking. The hate crime. Like, you know, when I finally report on something related to the news, it ends up being a fake. See, no one is immune from hoaxers and fakery and tricksters. I mean, I don't know. Kamala Harris. Oh, God bless her. I love her so much. Kamala Harris. Ugh, I'm definitely voting for her. I'm pretty sure of it. So she said she was frustrated and disappointed by this Jussie Smollett thing too. And yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, I would rather that he was never fake beaten up and was able to finish the season out with the empire crew. But apparently now he's just not going to be on the show and he's just going straight to jail he hired Nigerian brothers to beat him up and then he just made this false ass report this fake ass report I mean God the only in the beginning I heard a lot of people saying there's nothing adding up this isn't right and then I looked into what what who was saying that and it was all Trump supporters and, and people that were <clears throat> known racists and I thought well psh, Of course they're gonna say that. And it's just we're in such a topsy-turvy world where it turns out the racists and the Trump supporters were telling the truth. Oh my god, we are in like the crazy. We're like in opposite world right now. We're in topsy turvy land. I don't know what's happening right now. I'm so confused. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know. I am more aware, more awake, more alive, more normal, you know uh two days I was out of it, thought I was coming down to something, but I'm fine um between using the right frequency machine frequency machine and uh taking the occasional four hour allergy pill. <laughs> And um one of my best friends in the whole wide world is VIX Vapor Rub right here. Actually, I don't have VIX, I have another off it's another brand, but yeah, eucalyptus and menthol really help, man. Put that in the bottom of your feet, put some socks on and you won't be congested in the morning. You know, it's pretty cool. But I have noticed that for two days I've gotten very very nauseated and I haven't even been eating at all so it's not because of something I ate it's not normal for me to feel nauseated I feel like I've been in um, I've been on a boat or a ship during storms is how I feel I feel exhausted and shaky and weak a little bit In the mornings, I'm okay generally during the day. But I wake up feeling like I've just been through something. Like I think I'm leaving my body and I'm working somewhere else. And then I come back here and I'm like, damn, I didn't get any sleep. My soul feels tired, not my body so much. My body's fine. My body's got energy. But it's like my soul is just exhausted. I think that's a symptom. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, I just put that on a list of symptoms. It, it sounds so insane. My body is fine, but my soul is exhausted. Soul exhaustion. Don't let this happen to you. I don't know. <laughs> I think that we're all so busy doing something on the other side while we're asleep that we're waking up tired now. And I'm waking up woozy. Like, I don't feel solid in this world anymore. I don't feel solid. Like, I don't know how to explain that other than that. Just... I feel weird. I'm feeling weird. When I go to eat something, I just don't want to eat. My body's, like, rejecting food. I'm drinking water, but... I don't know. Looking around, seeing if, you know, maybe I... I looked in my bed saw if there's a dead spider or something you know like maybe I got bit by something a few days ago but no that's not it I think it's just ascension symptoms other people have been reporting um, being very tired passing out at weird moments just being so tired exhausted tired that can't keep their eyes open anymore um, and a lot of people have been reporting nausea according to Paul Butler he was he was He reads through the comments of a few different people like I do, and it's always like the same. But people are happy, and they're looking forward to actually having heaven on earth. And we're almost there. I feel like we're almost there. So I am going to talk to you after this message is, or one message I'm going to talk to you guys about the harmonic convergence. What was it like in 1987 when we first participated and who started it? You know, uh, it's all pretty interesting, right? Cause a lot of people that are just becoming awake now and enlightened now, they just don't understand. This has been a long freaking process. It's been like almost 30 years. Maybe it has been 30 years. I'm going (laughs) to do the math and come back and tell you guys. (laughs) Actually, I think it's been 32 years, to be honest. Yeah, it makes sense. Actually, it has been. It's been exactly 32 to almost 33 years now since a harmonic convergence happened since I've been studying my whole my whole adult life I've been studying this stuff so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about my personal experience uh, who started it and why and where and how and all that good stuff because that's I mean the new age movement was already starting but the harmonic convergence just seemed to kind of solidify that we are doing something on a deep powerful unseen invisible spiritual level we're doing something what we had no damn clue and now we're starting to figure it out kind of but we're but we were right and we're going to discuss that after this quick little break. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the 22nd of February, 222. Two, two. I went on and on about these uh, numbers yesterday. And 22 keeps coming up over and over again as I do my research for what the harmonic convergence is and was and what it kind of led to. So basically, harmonic convergence was founded by and created by Jose Arguelles. And Jose Arguelles in and of himself was a really amazing person. I knew him. I interviewed him. I wrote an article that was published about him. For a while, I was part of his Planet Art Network and I participated in the Day Out of Time events that were held in Chico, that we put on in Chico. I wasn't a leader in this movement, but I was one of the main people, one of the principal people in Chico anyway. But during the Harmonic Convergence, I was in Grand Forks, North Dakota so what is Harmonic Convergence? Harmonic Convergence is the name that Jose Arguelles picked and basically what it was was the first worldwide globally synchronized meditation events so that we got as many people as possible to meditate, pray, and focus on world peace all at the same time. And it was a two-day event. It started on the day that Elvis died. It was his... Uh, <laughs> I call it St. Elvis's Feast Day. <laughs> I love Elvis, man. Uh, TCB baby TCB taking care of business (laughs) Uh, anyway it occurred on August 16th and August 17th in the summertime 1987 and there was a triune going on in the sky a few days after that it was an exceptional alignment of planets but not out of control, exceptional. It wasn't like this is the first time 50,000 years it's going to happen. It was just eight planets lined up in the solar system. And this happens kind of a lot. I mean, it's happened several times in my life. But Tony Scheer in his book, Lord of the Dawn of 1971, this was written, is pretty much what sparks the idea. In the mind of Jose Arguez, And why did he pick 1987? And why did he pick August 16th and 17th? Well, I think it kind of aligned up with what was going on planetary speaking, uh, astrology wise, for the dates he picked. But 1987 was 25 years before... 2012, basically. And somehow he had pinpointed, he had done a bunch of calculations about Mayan astrology and Aztec cosmology, and there's 22 cycles that were divided into 13 heaven cycles, and when you do all the heaven cycles and the heaven The hell and the heaven cycles, and you add them up, and I don't know, it's a bunch of math. But basically, the very beginning of the nine cycles of hell (laughs) is precisely the day that Hernan Cortes landed in Mexico on April 22nd, another twenty-two. April 22nd, 1519. It was a sacred day to Quetzalcoatl, actually. It was already a sacred day. And now it's a sacred day because, thank you, Jose Arguelles, we call it Earth Day. So... That was a fateful day, wasn't it? April twenty-second, fifteen nineteen, the day Hernan Cortes landed in Mexico and pretty much screwed up all of the Latino world. If you don't believe me, I swear to God, go watch John Legazamo's um complete Latino history or let La- the Latino complete Latino history for the complete effing moron (laughs) it's an excellent special it will make you laugh and it will make you cry and it will make you understand the power and beauty and joy of the Latin world South America and Central America you you're gonna you really got to see it. I made my kid watch it. Like you got to see it because even though it's super funny and entertaining, you learn a lot about history. And you know, the way that the Spanish conquistadors conquistadored <laughs> all of Central and South America mostly was with germs. If it wasn't for that, they might have lost. If it wasn't for germs and their guns um, they would have lost like right away but the first hell cycle began the day that Hernan Cortez landed in Mexico on April 22nd so the end of the uh, hell cycles each ended precisely on August 16th to 17th which is why we have on August 16th to 17th, we have the Harmonic Convergence because that's the end of a hell cycle. That was the end of the hell hell cycles. Now we're in a heaven cycle. So the public title of the event that Jose Arguelles named is the Harmonic Convergence where all of the planets are lining up the convergence of the planets are taking place and harmony, harmonic because it's all frequencies and harm, harmonics and also we prayed and we visualized and we raised our vibration to raise the vibration of the planet we wanted to live in harmony and peace we wanted heaven on earth we did not want anything but that So it was allegedly significant in the Mayan calendar as well as Asian astrology influences and European traditions that all of these dates kind of made this huge deal. It was just like a perfect alignment. It aligned so many different things together, right? Now, Jose Arguelles is known for going down to Guatemala and Mexico and looking into various things and he found a bunch of stuff about the Guatemalan uh, calendars and he pretty much did a bang up job. (laughs) I love this guy and God rest his soul. He passed away on March 23rd. That's also a significant date for me personally. That was when... um, Haley's, not Haley's comic, the Comet, the uh, Hale-Bopp Comet passed overhead closest to the earth and it was the day that I got married. My first husband was on March 23rd, <laughs> you know, the day that all those cult people killed themselves. I said to my husband, um, so you think that was a sign? We're like driving home from in the desert from Las Vegas to Los Angeles listening to the news for the first time in three days where on the, on the radio. And it said, it's talking about the heaven's gate. (laughs) The heaven's gate cult killed themselves because of the Hellbop comet coming so close. So the day that I married my husband, my first husband (laughs) was the day that happened. I remember looking at him while we're driving, we're watching the comet in the sky driving back to LA. I'm also, um, do you think that's a sign? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have gotten married and all that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, well, the marriage only lasted nine months. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I met the love of my life right at the end of that. So that didn't last long. It didn't. It's, I call it the marriage that just didn't take but wherever he is now, Tony, I love you. He's a good guy, good good guy. I'm sure he's married, probably has kids by now. But um, anyway, so yeah, Jose Arguez died on March twenty third, two thousand and eleven. So he didn't get to really see all of the work that he created. He was seventy two when he passed, and he wasn't able to see what the world is going to be like on December twenty first, two thousand twelve. But he was behind the he was the architect behind the harmonic convergence, along with um, another person who was an let me see if I find this guy's name. Dane Rujar, he is an astrologer. They were the originators of the Earth Day concept and made that April 22nd. So well, that makes it so much happier now that we remember April 22nd is Earth Day versus the day Hernan Cortez arrived in Mexico in 1519, right? So I'd much rather remember Earth Day. Now, the whole, fir- the whole Earth Festival, the very first one, the very first Earth Day, was literally in 1970 called the Whole Earth Festival. And that was founded at Davis, California, where Jose Arguelles was a teacher. He got his PhD in art history and he studied a lot of stuff, man. He studied um, at the University of Chicago and he ended up teaching at Princeton and UC Davis, the San Francisco Art Institute, and in Washington State, the Evergreen State College. And he's responsible for a lot of cool things, though. I mean, he's raised consciousness on this planet Um, about a lot of different things like he brought up the idea that we were we've always been going by 12 months of a year but there's 13 moons so that makes no sense we should have 13 months what happened to the other month and in order to have 13 moons of 28 days each that gives you 364 days so he realized that every day we're adding an extra day to the calendar And that's why people are like, you know, adding every four years one day at the end of February and then lopping it off. And February is the only true month because everything else is 30 to 31 days. It's all ass backwards. Like, seriously, he noticed this and he realized it was like a king in Europe or something that just screwed up. Oh, Greg, Gregorian calendar is the calendar that we all use, which is all screwed up. So he tried to implement a new calendar. And he came up with a dream spell calendar, 1992. And I actually went by it for a while. You know, I'd be like, I'll meet you guys on Red Rhythmic Moon and see you on, you know, Yellow Crystal Sun. And, you know, he added a bunch of new agey fun Names He kind of made it fun. And then one day a year on July 25th, we have what we celebrate as the day out of time. So I was a part of that. And then during the day out of time, we just, we brought a bunch of art supplies to the park and invited everyone in the community to participate. And we would sit and we would draw the Hunabcu, which is based on a beautiful weaving that Jose found in Oaxaca. Ironically, a place that I lived for six months. I lived at the beach though, not in the city of Oaxaca. It's very dangerous. But I lived at the beach and hung out among the iguanas and the coconuts and the mangoes. Oh god, the mangoes. And the five five dollars for fifteen tacos so the kids and I can eat. It costs five dollars a night to have tacos every night. I mean fresh Oh, my God. Fresh steak tacos with mounds of fresh vegetables. Everything picked fresh that day. The corn was mashed that day and made into tortillas. So, no store-bought crap. It was all 100% fresh. God, I love Mexico. I really love Mexico. But, anyway. um, So, basically, the Hunabku is the Mayan concept of God. And Jose used an Aztec um, design that he found on a blanket. Well, supposedly. It might have honestly been a Mayan design because the Aztec Empire started, like the bottom of that was kind of just below Mexico City, going all the way up throughout all of Mexico. And the Mayan um, Empire was just into Mexico, south of Mexico City. And while I lived there, in I was in Guatemala for nine months and Mexico for six. And I noticed, um, I, I would sit and study the the weavings, the patterns of the fabrics that the women were weaving from different villages. I mean, I, there was like a store that, that you could go and study this in um, Antigua, Guatemala. And I did it every week. I was like, I'm going to go study the patterns because I want to never forget how beautiful these fabrics and cloths are. So I did that. I did that for months, like four or five months, every week I was over there studying these patterns. So I know what a Mayan pattern fabric looks like. And when I went to Mexico, I was still seeing the same patterns and the same fabrics. And then I noticed that when I got to the top part of the Oaxaca, um, or, uh, I'm sorry, the Puerto Escondido, that there was a little bit more of the Aztec influence. So... I mean, the three major massive empires that formed all of Latin America were the Aztec and then the Mayan, and then in, where I live, the Inca. So, anyway, Ho- Jose Arguez, he was born in Rochester, Minnesota. He grew up in the States. He was born, his first name is Joseph, but he went by Jose, which was a nickname, but he was really interested in learning more about um, his roots. And I think that's why I spent a lot of time in Guatemala and Mexico. But the Hunabcu was the idea, the Mayan idea of God. And he found this symbol and he thought that's a perfect symbol. So it's almost like a yin-yang symbol. It was very unique and he found it in Oaxaca. And there's a lot of things he did. I mean, he brought up the concept... Of the Noosphere. No one had heard of this, even though it wasn't his original concept. He popularized it in a way that would bring the idea that all around planet Earth, there's like a rainbow bridge that circles the planet and it's formulated by our thoughts. And it's a manifestation of our love and our joy and our collective sorrow, sadness, depression. You know, and the Noosphere is. Influenced by the Schumann resonance and the cosmic bombardment of plasma coming through the portal that is our sun. You know, so he brought up this stuff. He brought up a lot of these concepts. I wish he were he were alive today. He'd be super interesting to interview yet again about this stuff. So... It's a little bit of the history of it, so remember the important days to know. uh, August 16th and 17th, 1987, was a harmonic convergence. 25 years later was basically uh, 2012 when the world was supposedly going to end, the end of the Mayan calendar. And they just didn't make another one. I mean, doesn't mean that the world was going to end, but what's really weird is there's a lot of concepts a lot of people are out there saying, Well, maybe it's possible we all died in twenty twelve and it's really possible that we were somehow transported during th- three days of darkness in which we were passed out to a very similar looking planet, which is why our sun looks different and sometimes appears like we have two suns, and that's a whole nother topic for another crazy show. I mean the Mandela effect will blow your mind. If you've never heard of it, it will freak you out for sure. I mean, you could go down a rabbit hole. The Mandela Effect and not emerge for weeks because there are so many things that we remember that are different <laughs> in the world where half the people remember something and then the other half remember the other thing, the, the, what, the other way. Like, people that I remember absolutely have been dead. People that I mourned the loss of have tweeted on Twitter recently. Two people. And then a third person that I I thought for sure had died just had her birthday. Doris Day just had her birthday. I thought she died. I remember her dying a number of years ago. I remember crying about it because I missed her because I loved her. I knew her when I was a little kid. But no, she's very alive still, so wow. I'm glad I hopped to the timeline where these people are still alive because they're cool people. <laughs> I wish I could hop to the timeline where Jose is still alive, but he has passed. So I'm going to give you guys kind of a little story or about what happened to me on Harmonic Convergence, you know, at least my little part of it. So, basically, I was a part of this group, this spiritual group, in 1987, starting in January of 1987. I had met this group of people who actually was in, no, it was before that. I think it was like in October, because my friend Katrin... She was Italian, and she was a strega, you know, she was a witch, you know. She, I always tell people I'm a witch, you know. She was very proud of it. She wasn't a Wiccan witch. She wasn't, um, you know, part of the religion, part of witchcraft. She was like the practicing folk art, folk magician type of witch. And she called me up, and she said, so... I found this really cool spiritual group and they like to talk about magic and stuff. So I think they might be witches or they might talk about witchcraft. I'm really interested and I want to take you. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go with you. And the night before, I got drunk and I had a one-night stand and I was just a typical 18-year-old. I was completely unaware and awake, not very spiritual. I was spiritual, but... I decided when I first got into college just to smoke as much weed as possible, drink as much alcohol as possible, and get laid as often as possible. I went into college not as a young teenage woman, but as a young teenage man. <laughs> <laughs> If we're going to be stereotypical about it, I'm like, I'm out to conquer the world one man at a time. (laughs) I found out it was remarkably easy, so it wasn't even a conquering mission anymore after a month or something. But (laughs) then I found a boyfriend, and I was faithful to him for almost seven years. (laughs) But I was like, that's it. I'm just going to be this person. And now, nah, was going to. That wasn't in the cards for me to be that kind of person. Thank you, God. AIDS had just happened uh, like that year also. That was another thing going on. Like in New York, it had been discovered that AIDS was a thing. HIV. The virus hadn't even been discovered yet. It was AIDS. They're dying of AIDS. What's AIDS? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. You know, and all this speculation went around. And that was the year that Shirley MacLaine's book, um, Out on the Limb, came out in 1986, actually. So in 1986 is when all the shit hit the fan, basically. You know, the idea and concept of reincarnation was making people question their very existence in reality. It was stopping people dead in their tracks. Um, AIDS start happening. So what? We're not allowed to have promiscuous sex anymore. You mean we can die from this? My God. Well, this isn't the 60s anymore. What the hell? You know, it was just like one thing after another brought us to a screeching halt right at the end of the me generation like we just became so suddenly aware of what we're doing with our bodies what we're feeding our bodies what we're like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger was super popular Johnny Depp was just starting his career and an amazing one at that he's one of my favorite people in the world Um, Oh, who else is? Oh, Green Day, Billy Joe Armstrong. He was just starting his career. You know, Green Day had just, they have been together for about a year or two when all this stuff started to happen. And they're still together. Thank you, God. They're they're one of the best bands ever. I just saw them in concert in Lima Lake last year, two years ago. Was it two years ago? God, 15 months ago, 16 months ago, something like that, a year and a half ago. But um, the climate was weird. It was like everybody wants to, you know, be stuck in their little boxes. Everyone wanted to go to church and believe what the church people were telling them. And you're not allowed to question. I mean, I was in the Midwest, so that was a climate where I was at. You know, no one really thought about there was no no one was like admitting out loud that they were a witch. So the fact that my friend Catherine was saying it was very weird, but I know it was just the way it was. I mean, people were like still randomly going out and being promiscuous. And I know I was there for a minute, you know, a couple months at least until I got a boyfriend. Then I was fine. I didn't do anything with anyone else for another seven years. But, um, yeah, I mean, things were different. Things were very, very different. We all wanted to look good and smell good and feel good, and everything was about me, 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 me. Ego, ego, ego. Me, 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 me. <laughs> That's what it was about. And all of a sudden, Jose Arguelles comes along and all these ideas started changing. I mean, it wasn't I mean, the new age movement was well underway. It had been for a couple of years and the books were starting to be read and was finally hitting the mainstream and it was starting to be discussed on Phil Donahue and it was being discussed on Oprah when she had her first show. And People were fascinated, like, God, this stuff is so, like, new. So we called it the new age. You know, and then people started looking into it more and more. Well, no, this isn't new age. It's old age. I mean, a lot of these concepts have been around since the days of Arjuna, God rest his soul, for 4,000 years. The Bhagavad Gita has been around for 4,000 years. So, it's not really new agey, but it's old agey, repackaged and rebranded in a way that we can, as being part of the me generation, package right up and sell in a store. And that's what happened. But that's kind of what needed to happen. The Bodhi Tree Bookstore became the famous, most famous bookstore in Los Angeles. And new Wage uh, retreats started happening and that led to meditation and silence retreats and yoga retreats and holy crap it just exploded an enormous enormous movement of consciousness we packaged and rebranded consciousness and woo. and a lot of those early books blamed the victim I didn't like that that was happening a lot back then well if you're experiencing that it's because in a past life you did this so you kind of deserve it or the other blame game one was um, well this is happening to you right now it's because you chose it so I want you rise up and take responsibility for this horrible thing that happened to happen, you. Know? And while it's true that, yeah, it, it is true. Karma exists and karma is real. Yeah, it's true that we are a part of a much greater plan that we picked out for ourselves there are still things that happen to us that hurt us we could still be hurt and emotionally scarred by things that we chose to go through as an experience and sometimes accidents happen and sometimes people die before they meant to sometimes our best laid plans don't work out so I don't know I'm not a proponent I'm not a large proponent proponent of blaming the victim mentality I think that's wrong because you and I and no one else can understand 100% what goes on but that was a part of the 80's that was a part of the harmonic convergence era right so the harmonic convergence thing happened in 1987 and Basically, I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning. By three thirty in the morning, I was well on my way to Turtle River, Minnesota. No, actually, it's North Dakota. Sorry, Turtle River, North Dakota, and it was Turtle River State Park. And I went with my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> See, I'd already learned that lesson. I was already I was with one man only and faithful and you know thought maybe he's heading somewhere and never went anywhere but after six years we broke up but i was with him and his roommate the roommate that um we begged for help during the story i told you in which a demon tried to attack me and possess my body so anyway the three of us went to an indian burial ground in turtle river we asked if we could pass. We were very respectful and loving to the spirits. We told them that we were here to meditate with hundreds of thousands of people around the world at the same time for world peace. And would they please come and join us? We asked the Native Spirits to please join us in prayer and meditation as well. So it was like 3:30 in the morning. I'm at Turtle River in North Dakota freezing my butt off with my roommate and my boyfriend. And we lit sage, we lit candles, we burned incense, we had our um, seashell, everything we needed to do. We had it, we were doing it. We just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and meditated and meditated and meditated and we danced and we sang and we act goofy and we told each other jokes when we didn't know what else the hell to do it was supposed to be for two whole days and we lasted about yeah three hours <laughs> four hours I mean, it couldn't have been more than 8 o'clock in the morning when we left the state park. So I think other people were just showing up. But the one hour in which we're supposed to meditate and pray with people around the world was over. So at least we did do that part. But we were sitting on the Indian burial mounds. We asked the elders. I felt their presence. I felt their presence. And I felt that there was a magical, powerful quality to it this global, huge meditation that we're all thinking about the same thing and that was like the first time possibly in human history that so many people on so many continents did the same thing at the same time for a common goal that would be the betterment of mankind. But we did it. We did it. And we went home and I think we ate for a while and we slept for a while and we listened to probably Jim Croce his old album. I think it was like the greatest hits album we had and we listened to that quite a bit and we probably watched an old movie, probably watched Star Trek and ate and I do remember though in the nighttime, we thought well we're going to go out and look for UFOs so we went driving around and looking for the sky and the northern lights you know was August in Minnesota North Dakota area after all Grand Forks is right on the border of Minnesota so we uh, we went there and we were we're just driving around driving around town and we saw the the lights were different and the thing is on the piece of paper that I got that <laughs> was written by, uh, Jose yes It said that Quetzalcoatl will rise once again from the earth. The feathered serpent. He was a dragon covered in feathers, and he was a hero and a god of the people. His day is April 22nd. That was the day Hernan Cortez showed up. To Mexico, and they were celebrating for the great God Quetzalcoatl. He was a Christ, a Christed Master. They had come before, and it was the end of all the Hells and the beginning of all the Heavens. Is what Quetzalcoatl rising again signifies. He's a serpent even though he's a dragon he's also considered a plumed serpent kind of like a Chinese lung dragon and he represents Kundalini. Also that's of course related to Pancha Mama or Pacha Mama depending on what dialect of Quechua you (laughs) you speak or listen to. So Quetzalcoatl was supposed to rise and fly through the skies so that we would all see him. Well, it's worth a shot, guys. Let's go out and look for him on a harmonic convergence. Let's see. I want to see him. I want to see him like Santa Claus. I'm searching the skies for these colored lights or Feathers or a snake or I don't know—is it going to be terrifying? Is he a dragon? Is he going to breathe fire? I don't know what I'm looking for. Not on any kind of drugs. I hadn't smoked any weed. I hadn't done anything. I might have had a glass of wine or something, but I had never—I mean, if I had, it was really crappy, like giant gallon of wine for five dollars type of wine. I mean, we were poor. We were stone cold broke in those days. (laughs) So we cannot afford anything at all of quality, and we didn't place any emphasis on quality when it came to wine back then. I mean, now I do, but back then I did not. But I saw just a little glimmer of pink and a little glimmer of green, and I went, oh, my God, you guys, let's watch and see. That's Quetzalcoatl. I know it. I swear to God, I know it. Quetzalcoatl is coming back, baby. And so we stood in this parking lot of this little strip mall in Grand Forks, North Dakota, staring at the sky, and about a dozen other people came too to watch the northern lights. And this is the only time I mean, I lived in Minnesota um, from 1979 to 1987. Minnesota, North Dakota. I lived in that area where we have the northern lights. And usually the northern lights are like a golden yellow or a pink. Um, occasionally you'll see green mixed with the yellow. But you didn't really see all three colors at once, at least not from where we were. And on harmonic convergence, I kid you not, what we saw in the sky was pink and green with little titches, touches of glimmery golden white light. And I saw the northern lights move a little bit, glimmer and move. But on that day, I kid you not, it was like a feathered serpent going across the sky back and forth in the exact shape of the infinity symbol and it was green and it was pink and it was lovely and it was magical and I felt harmony inside I felt I had converged with the universe and with hundreds of thousands of other people and it was the single most largest turning point in my history of being a spiritual human and I only have Quetzalcoatl and Jose Arguelles to thank for that I was already awakening I was already on the path of spiritual becoming of being a spiritual being but to be honest with you if it hadn't been for this moment watching the sky with green and pink and I mean, surrounded by a dozen people, they're going, oh, my God, I've never seen the Northern Lights do this ever. I've lived in Minnesota my whole life. That's what they'd say. Like, the sky's like, I never saw it do that. And my, my roommate was saying the same thing. And my, my, they grew up there. I was new. And I'm like, has it ever done this? They're like no, no, not by a long shot. That my friend is Quetzalcoatl. He did rise up. He did come back. We did see him. At least in the skies over North Dakota that day. That was our private joyous moment of harmonic convergence. And yeah, not long after that I hopped onto a Greyhound bus with my boyfriend and we moved to California and I never looked back never wanted to live there again I, I did what I needed to do there and then I moved and I still remained for the most part an awakening person still kind of asleep you know but awakening in little increments drips by drips drips Drop a little bit here and a little bit there. And it wasn't until the past until twenty twelve actually. And twenty twelve is, is the beginning of heaven on earth, a thousand years of peace. And we still have wars and it's still things it's it's things are dying down, but it's it's gonna come to screeching halt soon we're still kind of in that overlap phase but we have arrived at the dawning of the age of Aquarius and that is where we are peace will surround the planet and love will steer us all that is that's where we're at we're on the verge of this Yogi Shanti talked about a golden age of humanity but he told me personally I will never be there to see it though because I will be lifting myself up into another realm and I will be in another dimension that's what God told me that I'm going to go early did he die? I don't know did he raise up and ascend? I don't know I'm going to talk about Yogi Shanti coming up. I don't know when, but probably soon. He's been on my mind a lot. Now that we're all ascending as a collective whole, we're doing this again as a collective whole. I feel my oneness with humanity more than I ever did before. and It's been like 32 years. And in the Kabbalah, there are 32 paths of wisdom. So I don't know I mean hopefully that gives you some kind of a history I mean everything was based on Greenwich Mean Time you know in Europe and the letters I mean we didn't have the internet yet and people would call but they would fax this form this letter and it went all over the world Jose Arguelles made sure of that we all celebrate Earth Day because of him we had harmonic convergence because of him we had the day out of time because of him and he brought ideas and concepts from the Mayans and from the Aztec people to a greater global community because of him And we have the Planet Art Network. He had a vision for this planet that I'm going to share with you. Jose Arguelles wanted this whole planet to emerge as a collective whole and raise our vibrations so high that we brought about heaven on earth and that glorious thousand years of peace but he wanted to do it through music and art. So I want to encourage you guys this weekend to write some music or play some music. If you don't write or play, just get up and get up off of that thing and dance till you feel better. Get up and dance to some good music see if there's any free concerts going on or any art in the park. Maybe you could go to an art gallery. Maybe you could just go get some finger paints and some finger paint paper at Toys R Us while they don't exist anymore. God rest their soul. Damn it. Anyway, go to a local (laughs) toy or art store. Go grab some art supplies. Even if it's finger paint, get into it. Paint something that will make you incredibly happy. Paint a puppy or a sunshine, something that you painted when you were a kid that made you happy every time you painted it. Get back into that joy and the innocence of being a child again, because you see, we never left. Let that part of ourselves go. Still inside us, little kid inside is still there. And Jesus said, let the little children come to me. (laughs) Does that mean all the adults are screwed? No. Let the little child inside of you come out. That's what he meant. Be playful in a sweet and innocent and loving way. Give yourself space. Give yourself grace. So that's all, you guys. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that today. Join me tomorrow for another Grandma Marian story, a Reverend Marian Jones story. I have about 5 more weeks' worth. Don't know exactly what I'm going to do till I do it. Everything is extemporaneous. Today was all extemporaneous. I literally wrote nothing down. I'm staring at a blank page right now. God speaks through me a lot I feel influences all around me Jose might have been with me I don't know I don't feel him but he might have been Quetzalcoatl I think he's with me <laughs> um, I did do some research I study I do research to do, put together the show but today today was all extemporaneous But tomorrow is a Grandma Marion story. Sunday, I don't know. I don't know. I never know till the day because I am truly following the one will and I ask every day, what do you want me to do today? And today was a Harmonic Convergence Day and I'm glad because I've been wanting to talk about it. My kids don't even know what happened. They just think it's some some day in which I meditated and saw the Northern Lights and got all geeked out over it. (laughs) it was cosmic for a lot of people boy everyone else's stories that I've talked to oh my god and I'm going to see if I can't get my friend Amber talk about her harmonic convergence weekend story because I'll tell you guys if she doesn't tell it to you but I want her to tell it because my god is that a good story And her story connects to my story in so many ways. We're all interconnected. But that's more for another day now, isn't it? (laughs) I love you guys with all my heart, all my body, all my soul. We're all one anyway, and I'm glad that you're here on this one journey with me. So now I am going to go and I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension until next time.